I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to episode seven, five, three, down, two, dunk. You can find us on CLNS Media, dailyfounder.com, Dash Radio, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast. I am Luke. Join this morning by Taylor. Coming at you, uh, coming at you hot, coming at you, uh, coming at you hot. And Jay. It's Jay. I've never heard that one. I have not either. It's uh, Coming at You Hot by Taylor Dickerson. It's coming out today, oh my gosh. actually. Coming out today. On SoundCloud? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I created my own uh, label. I'll be on Spotify. Okay. It'll be in podcast, though, under Down to Dunk, and it's just a short clip of the song at the front of the podcast. Oh, okay. Wow, man. Top of the charts. That's where you're headed. Hey, no, guys. No Andrew today. No Andrew. He is elsewhere. <laughs> he is Where elsewhere. is he? I, I don't know. He's in the middle of the ocean, man. What's he doing in the ocean? It's a, I think it's a spiritual quest. To find the sea gods? Bermuda Triangle thing. Yep. <laughs> he just wants to know. He's, There's a lot of questions. He wants answers. He's in search of uh, Amelia Earhart. So mm-hmm. it's a weird thing, but Andrew, you didn't know this if you listen. Like he's just kind of a different dude. He's, he's got big into Amelia. Huge, huge fan. He just has yeah. always had questions about it that teachers could not answer. <laughs> beyond <laughs> it is beyond their <laughs> scope of education. So it's true. Well, the Thunder had their first game. Basketball's back, baby. Basketball's back, baby. I know there's already a lot of stuff out there that we've talked about and dealt with as far as this game. Uh, Taylor, what were your thoughts? What did you, I mean, give me a couple huge takeaways for you, or huge, or some takeaways for you. Uh, SGA is theman.com. What's theman.com, I wonder? Don't look Uh, it up. Wow, don't do I it. I went, I did it, I did it. Uh, there's nothing coming oh, up. Okay. okay, SGA is really, really good. That dude is like so comfortable um, already in his second year. And you saw it somewhat when he was on the Clippers last year. But something, you know, he's taken that, that next year leap. He looks like a pro. And he's not the, um, the pass first kind of point guard that some people thought he might be. But I, it doesn't even – it's not like he's selfish either, though. Right. Uh, I, I just really like him out there. And it makes sense for him to not be pass first when he's playing with Chris Paul or Dennis the whole time. You know, Not that Dennis is pass first. Not that Dennis is much of anything first right now. But w- especially playing with Chris Paul, um, I love what SGA is doing out there. How do you feel that Stephen Adams stinks? What? He wasn't very Spank? good. I thought he said spanks, but Stinks. he says Stinks. Oh, I thought he said Stinky. Spanks, Ooh, stinky diaper. Was he was not very good against the Jazz. 
he was awful against the Jazz. He has a he has a Rudy Gobert thing, much like Andrew has an obsession with Amelia Earhart. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Adams has a weird thing with Gobert, and it makes him so nervy. It's like if Andrew actually met Amelia Earhart. It's like if he played a basketball he, game he against just crumble. her. If he played yeah, a basketball yeah. game against her, he couldn't, he couldn't even. He just crumble. Yeah. Yeah. It it is weird, and Alex and I talked about this uh, after the game. Is they kind of somewhat nullify each other. Uh, I mean, Gobert had more rebounds, but Gobert didn't score a ton either. Like they just kind of are both non-factors in some way, except for I mean, obviously with Rudy, like the thing he does that's not doesn't show up on st- stat sheets or anything like that is his presence, just his very presence, alters um, people's game going to the rim, right? Like. You're trying to yeah. get around it. Like a lot of the reasons Steven misses because Rudy is such a, I mean, the best rim protector in the league. So it's one of those things where, like, it's it, it's way easy to overvaluate um, one game, you know. And and Steve was fantastic in the preseason, but it, and so that's why I think there was a momentum. I think one of the questions, and and I think it was John Ham on the uh, Thunder After Dark that mentioned this, but like. If there does start to become confidence issues, which it seems like that would be the last thing in Steve's uh, mind, uh, that's where it starts to get questionable because the free throws were just maybe the most terrifying part of what he did against the Jazz. Yeah, man. And, like, he went one for eight, Steven did, from the field. And you don't often see a center, especially a center at his caliber, shooting that kind of percentage, right. you know? Like uh, Dennis Schroeder did as well, one for eight. But that's a little more normal coming from a guard, especially a ball handling guard. And um, not more normal, but like a little more. You're more used to seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right? not as uncommon, right? Yes, totally. Yeah. But the one for six from the free throw line is just—I don't know, man. One for eight from the field and one for six. It's not a good start for old Stevie it's, Boy Stake Lava. It's not. It, I, I'm. I'm uh, excited to see what he does tonight um, playing the Wizards. The Wizards are in the running for the worst team in the NBA. And they don't really, I mean, you know, like I can't remember the name of the guy, but their center position is not necessarily the the, the focal point of, although they did have that kid that came up last year. that I'm Thomas Bryant. There we go, Thomas Bryant. Yeah, um, but it's not, it's not somebody that you feel like Steve should win that matchup. Yeah, I agree. The, Thomas Bryant is a is a good shooter, so he'll try to pull Steve out of the paint. But um, no, Steve should have a better night tonight. And you know he's pretty. I, I think he's pretty hard on himself and honest with himself. He won't make excuses about anything. I yeah. mean, he'll he'll admit he had a crap night, and that's pretty good. And he usually bounces back. But uh, yeah, oh, surely man. he'll watch. They'll watch film and. Yeah, you know, I still of. liked it better than Terrence Ferguson, though. Yeah, it is one of those things with Terrence. It's, I don't know, that's a little more alarming because it was similar to the way he played in the preseason. Um, he had one game out of the four, and he only played. I think he only played. Three, he missed the last one for sure, but he may have missed the one before that. But there's been questions about Ferguson's consistency that have been a part of his analysis since he's been here really um and just his invisibility on wednesday was the most like unnerving part of his game um and i don't really get it like diallo scored um 
and got plenty of shots. I think he was ended up being six of eight or something from the five field, of eight, five of eight from the field. But the fact that he even got zero, like I, I don't know how you, and, and this is maybe, <laughs> I, I just don't know how you demand the ball more or position yourself in a place to get the ball more. Um, I mean, it, like, so Taylor, what what would Ferguson do tonight against the Wizards? Like, how does he? position himself to have a more impactful game. I think it goes back to a confidence thing because you're right. He's not going to demand the ball to get shots up, but I guarantee you there were points where Ferg had the ball and he could have put a shot up and he moved the ball. You know what I'm saying? It's similar to when Darius Baisley drives in the paint and he has a look at the rim and he passes it out and it's a turnover. It's a weird confidence thing where you don't, you don't think that you should shoot or you don't think you can shoot. Is part of and, it, uh, is part of it overthinking it? I think it's overthinking, but Ferguson's always had a weird kind of roller coaster confidence thing. I think and and it's it seems like this should be the year that he shouldn't. Like at some point, you've got to just accept that, oh, I am a pro basketball player in the NBA. My team keeps giving me opportunities in the starting role. You know, it's like, dude, you got to accept that you're good or you got to, I don't know. It's not going to work out. Hamanu Diallo got eight shots up. Confidence is not his issue. His issue is. (laughs) Yeah. Hamadou has confidence. But like, wouldn't you rather your young players be more like Hamadou? And even, you know, Baisley got three shots up. Yeah, 19 minutes for Baisley, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, and he got a block and stuff, but he was, I don't know, man. You can't be playing as much and have as much experience as Terrence Ferguson does and fall away when the game's going on. I know. Didn't you notice Baisley and Diallo more? Yeah. Actually, maybe you noticed Ferguson more because he was getting roasted by Donovan Mitchell the whole game too. For real. So it's, <laughs> dude, definitely, absolutely Definitely roasted. noticed Diallo more. Diallo, um, he just makes, I mean, he just makes plays, like, he can't shoot real well, and he he didn't even try. Like he had that one corner three, and it actually. The good thing is compared to Baisley, his is actually at the rim. Uh, and two of yeah. Baisley's shot, I do remember. Like those were those moments where he got the ball late in the shot clock, and yeah, he couldn't. He wanted he wanted to move it. Baisley's initial tendency is going to always be to get it to the next guy or the better, yeah, more open player, which is fantastic. Like he does have. Um, a pretty significant IQ, and he—I mean—he made that great pass underneath the rim. It's kind of his signature move to Muscala, which got blocked by Royce O'Neal. But it was one of those <laughs> things where you watch with Baisley, like he has just some instincts, and you can tell. I mean, you know, getting 19 minutes in the opening game is not nothing, you know, to use a double negative, but it's not nothing in the sense of um, obviously the team has seen that as well. And it also goes back to the reality that this team is in such a middle like this team is both gonna be relevant this year but the real intention is what this team looks like in the next three years right you know who's good the the reason i i agree with that but because of that i think a thing that's going to happen every single game is that no one is ever going to talk about danilo gallinari because he just, he just, <laughs> funny. Because we know he's not a long term guy, but he was really good. 
And he, he was. He was really bad on defense, but he is offensively. He's great. Um, just, I mean, he's. It's so easy for him, and I think that's the other reason we don't talk about Danilo much is offense is just easy for him. Yeah, everything he shoots is just perfectly placed. Like it, I don't know. It's just it really is easy. And you'll have a game like, and it may be tonight where he's going to score 30, 35, yeah. and you don't even realize it. But he just he lights up from three, and you know. And they focus on him quite a bit. Like, Chris, the, one of the questions I had, or one of the things that was the most confusing from the first week was, which goes back to maybe this is what Donovan is doing, trying to um, just get this team, I don't know, like you having to balance that, what are we doing now, what's for the future kind of thing, is uh, Danilo and Chris Paul getting less minutes than Schroeder is um, just astounding. And if you're trying to win a game... You probably should play those two guys. I I felt like they set too long in the fourth quarter. Are we trying to win games? Or uh, if you're trying to develop like the young players with old veterans that like it helps young players to play with Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari. Right. You know, right. like they'll be in the right position. Those two guys are gonna yell at them or at least show them how to play confidently and get them the ball. So it's weird that like Dennis Schroeder is not doing that for the your other young thing, players. The other thing with both of those guys is they have a history of being hurt. You have to think the Thunder yeah. thinking about that. Yeah, especially yeah, for true. Danilo. I think, so to answer your initial question, are the tr- Thunder trying to win? Uh, I don't know if they necessarily, I think this season is kind of what it is. Like, they'll play, they're not going to They're not gonna go out and make some sort of blockbuster trade to bring in some piece to make this roster as constructed another step better. Um, but I know that they're not actively trying to lose, right? Like, as yeah. long as you have guys... Like, Chris Paul is not going to go out there with the intention just to lose the game. And if that is your intention, you're going to have more and more problems in the locker room. Because that's not... I mean, Chris Paul's not at the time of his career where he wants to lead a team that's intentionally losing. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he has a choice, necessarily, in the middle of this moment, but... I, I just don't I don't I think they are trying to win. I think they tried to make decisions down the line that would help them win. Like you look at the way they coach, like if Donovan didn't want to win, he's not up. He's not trying to sub offense for defense with Diallo and pulling Gallo out. Like there's enough things out there that make you think they're trying to win. Um and it's just hard. Like the thing that's crazy is you go to Utah and we've all been hyping Utah and since the offseason, right? Like Utah made some of the best additions in the offseason with Bogdanovich and Conley, although Conley was abysmal. Uh, and so it is one of those things, like, to be within five, to have a shot to to win it. They were even ahead before Donovan Mitchell was like, oh, that's right, I'm Donovan Mitchell, um, and they can't guard me. But it is one of those things where you just saw the Thunder give good effort, and it's it's such a different game. It just The first quarter was some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. Uh, but they ended up kind of figuring things out, and, and a lot of it lands on Chris Paul. Like, Chris Paul is just going to compete at a high level and yeah. play at a high level. And uh, Yeah, I do. Something expect- else. Go ahead. Sorry. Something else, too, like with Utah, is they're, they think they're championship contenders this year. For sure. Like, that's the, the energy they're coming with, you know? They're, think about how much – there's way more pressure on Utah to beat Oklahoma City the first game of the season. Oh, than yeah. there was, especially oh, yeah. at home. And they only beat us by five, and we shot 38% from the field. I mean, you look at these, like, th- 
the uh, field goal attempts and the field goal made from our team and just go down the list, man, you get down to some 1 of 8, 0, 0, 1 of 8, 0 of 3, 0 of 4 on players that played like legitimate minutes. Yeah, and and think, we only lost by five. Right, <laughs> and I think the thing that's also worth noting, and I'm not sure, I, I know we didn't mention this on the Wednesday pod, and, and I don't think anybody's really talked about this. Like, Now, we don't know, because it's just based on, on kind of potential for this team, but the Jazz have historically been a pretty good defensive team. Yeah. And so it's one of those things, like, some of it is the offensive problems, getting to figure out what they are, Terrence not showing up, Steven shooting poorly, Schroeder shooting poorly. Like a lot of that is obviously impacted just by the fact that the Thunder's offense didn't play well. But at the same time, like I do want to give a little bit of credit potentially to the Utah's defense, like and specifically Gobert. Like he just makes everything difficult inside, which is where your field goal percentage is most of the time um, built up a little bit more. Is how do you finish to the rim? Your centers yeah. making you know the right decision, right play, and so that being limited. Uh, really brings your whole field goal percentage down. So some of that is to to credit to Utah, um, but anyway, I, I just think it's one of those things where where it's it's good to be encouraged. I do want to ask you, Taylor, what do you? I mean, how do you? How did your experience watching this team in this game? Like, how does it inform the way? I mean, what was your feeling the first game? But how does it kind of inform the way you want to watch this team going forward? I decide. I have to decide my emotional stance on the Thunder team before the season starts. And that only goes so far, but it helps a little bit. Because once you start watching the game, your fandom just kicks in and you, you're you just into it. You know, all of a sudden you're cheering for Chris Paul when you think uh, that you hate him. And I do hate him, and I did not cheer for Chris Paul. I thought it was very selfish of him to take the shots he did to try to win the game instead of giving SGA the ball. That's kind of a joke, but it did feel like Shea. Shea did fall out of. It felt like Chris he scored Paul was twenty-five. Like, All right. first, he had twenty-five through three quarters, right? Basically, the old guys like Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari are not going to want to lose games like this. Like they're going to, if it's close and there's three minutes left, there's no way they're going to come out and be like okay, Oklahoma City, it's a development year. Let's get these guys some shots at the end of this game. Nope. Like, their pride's going to kick in the whole, you know. And and it makes sense. That's natural. I can't, you can't blame them for that. But I, I don't know. It's strange. So I'm treating this season as, uh, I got to really try to not put stock into if they win or lose and just look at how these players are actually playing. SGA looks very promising. Steven was confusing. Terrence Ferguson was really frustrating, and uh, that's pretty much my takeaway from the whole game. Right. Right. So overall, give it at 1 through 10. How were we? <laughs> Seven. I don't Seven. know. It sounds with that, what you said, it's like, uh, that's not very good. So one of the things that has been a consistent <laughs> fear of mine seems to be coming to fruition is the Thunder are basically begging, begging season ticket holders to come to the game tonight. Like, I know that most of our listeners aren't the people that have season tickets. You know how they got them there? Hinder. Yeah, and so the Thunder put a halftime show of Hinder, which is, I'm not sure there could have been a worse swing and miss on what to do to get people excited to come to the game. But Dude, that's Oklahoma so zone. It, it makes me, like, it's a pretty frustrating, frustrating reality. Like, if we, 
if as soon as we have one down year, we can't fill the stadium, like that's a pretty big letdown for this city, to be honest with you. Like it's a pretty frustrating reality for us. Like we're not the Hawks, man. Like the Hawks for 20 years, even when they were winning 60 games, couldn't fill a stadium. Like it's embarrassing to me as a city that there are going to be so many empty seats in that stadium tonight. Do you think we're spoiled rotten kids, specifically the Stevens family? Yeah, <laughs> we're spoiled. We will not be there. No, but Jay is like for real. Like, do you think that because we've been success, we like came here and it was just success basically for ten years? Do you think that we have um, we quickly developed a kind of elitist mentality about our fandom, like our basketball fandom? Yeah, maybe. I maybe. I do think this is the biggest. Like we we've we've can't, we've come so far over the last twelve years. I think this is the test of what really differentiates you from other small markets. Yeah, and yeah. I think that it's not going to be like I just don't think it's going to be great. Like I've been nervous about that for the whole off season when they made the moves to to move Paul and to move Russ. Like. It's going. It's going to be a problem for, for attendance and excitement at the local level, and and that's. I don't know. It just frustrates me, man. And I, I get it. I'm not a season ticket holder. I don't have the means to probably do that consistently. You know, like. But it is just one of those things where it's like, man, this could really be a thing where we just say that the team is is ours, but instead it's like, oh, has it just been a novelty? Yeah. Um. So I don't yeah. know. That's just my thing. It. It really feels like SGA has to bud into a star pretty quickly so that we can actually form some marketing campaigns around him specifically. Because I think that this city is used to having young stars, right? They had Kevin Durant from the start. They had Russell Westbrook. And I wonder if we don't know how to be fans unless it's two specific players that are stars. Yeah, and I I do want to give like a little bit of credit, like, we don't know. Like it could have, everything could be different next year. Um, because maybe it could just be the shock of just the change, right? Like, man, it's not going to be as enjoyable yeah. to watch. Uh, it's there's not there's not that level of with Russ. There was just a, I don't know. He was a bright character, you know. Like as much as he drove us crazy sometimes, like he drew people to come and watch it because you just never knew what you would see. And the other thing is, is I wonder, like, if they beat Utah. Um, and if they do string some wins together over the course of the next few weeks, like does the excitement start to build? We're like, oh, this team's actually kind of good, and people show up, and you know, I don't know. Like right. that's kind of what right. I wonder, um, what could happen. And so it's just going to be hard. We I don't think we can compare it to last year. Like the fan, like the fan base is just going to, and fan excitement is going to be different because it's. You know, last year it was like, you know, we have the potential to go somewhere with this team. Right. This year it's it's different. We ha- don't need to look at it and compare it to like last year or the year before, especially the year before when we had just gotten Paul Pierce and just gotten – Paul George, you mean? Well, yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Uh, Paul George and Carmelo. It's not going to be like that. We need to look – it's going to have to be like, you know – one of the first years we got the team and compare it to that. Cause like this year, like if you're going to the game and it's like, 
oh, I have to run errands. Like, I can't get there until the second quarter. Not like, no rush. I'm not going to yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's just the reality of what it's going to be. And so it, it's just going to I mean, is it going to be different? Yes. And is that going to – and it, is it going to be a downward swing from last year? Yes. That just means more hinder, which I'm in for. Yeah, I know. What a weird way to try to get people Hinder, excited. man. It, it actually makes sense with how we're going into this season, doesn't it? <laughs> ah, whatever. Ah, put the team together. Let's see what it is. Ah, hinder, whatever. Yeah, people like hinder, right? And I think I, – I, I mentioned this, but I think you can still be building for the future while also maintaining a level of – quality on the basketball court which is something that not every team gets to have right like a lot of these teams that are in the similar place of Oklahoma City like their their rosters are wonky in the sense that they have a lot of money lined up and guys that like Nicholas Batum you know like yeah uh or even Kevin Love in Cleveland or Tristan Thompson or and so but for Oklahoma City like I know they have Chris Paul's money Danilo comes off at 21 like they are set up to be pretty quick into the rebuild mode. Um, as soon as they can move Chris Paul, it really will escalate that. Uh, but in the meanwhile, like they're going to be like it. It was for large parts of the game like enjoyable basketball to watch. Um, and I think they will just get better until they end up training Gallo. I think yeah. I do think I don't think that it will be a problem tonight with people going i think people will you go. think so yes i think that people will go it's a first game it's they want to see you know new players and what we're going to be like and they want to see chris paul i think i think people will go. plus it's still like it does have a social aspect to yeah. it right then that, that's what like maybe i i just wonder about now the weather doesn't help like if you're not in oklahoma city it's just awful it's outside yeah it's freezing and it's raining and yeah. yeah all you want to do is just sit inside but it is one of those things like i think that they're the social aspect of it maybe um, lessens a little bit too when it's not a team. Uh, Jack D's bar is going to be popping, popping. Oh yeah, Luke, it's why don't you tell us be. about uh, one of our sponsors before we transition yeah. to Twitter questions? Let's do some shop good. Uh, let's talk about shop good. They're a local family-owned t-shirt brand located in downtown OKC. You can visit their store at 1007 North Broadway Avenue, or check them out online before you go, shopgoodokc.com. You can check them out on Instagram, at shopgoodokc. They have a great selection of shirts, T-shirts, including Oklahoma and Thunder Designs. Their shirts are designed and printed by, by hand by their team. They are sweatshop-free, earth-friendly, Great quality and super comfy. They also have accessories, gifts, home goods, candles, jewelry, hats, socks, pillows, plants, t-shirts for kiddos. They have a new collection of Thunder t-shirts dropping just in time for the start of the season. Go. If you're going to the game, stop by. Pick up a Thunder shirt. You will be set. And their 10th anniversary party, 10 years of shop good, is this Saturday, October 26th. Check them out. They've got kid and family fun events in the morning. Some throwback Shopgood Thunder Tees giveaway, food trucks. You can help design their next t-shirt in a design the next t-shirt contest. And you can print your own t-shirt with 
help from people there at shop good and it, then at night they got free drinks and a dj mm-hmm. that sounds fun now guys <laughs> if you go mention down to dunk when you check out in store and you get an exclusive thunder sticker that is only available to down to dunk listeners what? if you're there if you're in line tell the people back in line say hey mention down to dunk they'll say what's down to dunk say oh my gosh you get a free sticker and it's a great podcast. Look at that. <laughs> and you can also use the promo code DTD when you check out online and you can get your sticker plus free shipping. Guys, go grab a shirt before the next Thunder game or just come in and challenge them to a game of ping pong. They're up for it. They're great. Shop good. Check them out. 1007 North Broadway Avenue, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And here's what I'm saying. Christmas is, is not far away. Stocking stuffers. Perfect. 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 Go to shop good. Get Perfect. you some stuff. Put in some stockings. Make your family and friends happy. That's good. Have you already started Christmas shopping? Because if you have, that's I have crazy. Not. That's crazy, man. I have not. Uh, you know when I start Christmas shopping? Uh, about the 20th? The 22nd. Okay. That's, just, <laughs> that's not bad. It's just online makes it so much easier, you know? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, Jay, man. you going to go to the holiday domes this year? Are you going to be at one? Yeah. Yeah, bro. You have to let us know, man. Oh, yeah. Let us know about your dome, man. Hey, Twitter questions. Twitter <laughs> questions. Dome game crazy. Hey, guys. Our first Twitter question comes from at Trust the Void, who says, wants to know, booing Chris Paul at home, yay or nay? Yay. You're going to be surprised with that. I'm gonna say that's a hard nay. I would say it's a nay too. Uh, he is he is a Thunder basketball player that is on our team that we should support. Yes, yeah. Like the question is is what who are you a fan of? And for some people, you were a fan of Russell Westbrook. You were a fan of Paul George. You don't really care about the team. That's fine. Enjoy the Rockets. Be a Clippers fan. Enjoy your life. I, I'm a fan of Oklahoma City. I was born and raised here. I apparently in this made me I had this moment where I was like uh, I don't know how I feel about this. I apparently will live here for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> but it is one of those things where I am like this is my team, man. And that was, I, a, that was a shot at Taylor. No, he no. He, he was he thought he Whoa, you thought he was OKC Jay. forever and then he Step back, mother went up and moved to Tulsa. Yeah, which is fine. That's I, not you. No, it's not it no, I'm going to be here for the long haul apparently. So, but you're in Edmond. You're not even in Oklahoma City. Okay, it's the Metroplex. (laughs) It's the Metroplex. Yeah, I, I I moved out of Oklahoma City, and now I live a block north of Oklahoma City. So, (laughs) but yeah, it is. uh, Don't boo Chris Paul, please. Please don't. Yeah, don't do it. It's it's it is a bad look, and uh, boo the other team. That's what they're there for. No, boo Chris Paul. We listen. We hated him before he came here. We can't change now. Look at what the Rockets people have done with Russ. Are we going to be Rockets fans about this? Are we going to be complete hypocrites? We can't do it. I was so mad last night seeing all the Rockets fans and media just praise Russ. Oh, Russ is okay. actually good. Let's pause for a second. So, were you really? What? Were you just annoyed? No, I was I was legitimately I had emotional feelings I was not expecting when I saw that. About what? About how much Rockets fans and Rockets media have flip flopped 
and are like, wow, Russell's such a hustle player. This team is only in it. Like Russell had 16 of his 25 points. What a great hardworking player. What a rebounder he is. Like specifically the rebounding, like when someone praises rebounding, I was like, you M efforts. That's exactly what you gave him crap on saying he's stat padding with rebounds. Right. It made me so mad, man. It just makes me mad. You just should not. You just need to find the good thing about Chris Paul you like and then not boo him. What did you think? So what did you think about the Rockets? I thought they were good. Like, I had no – I have no issues with watching Russell Westbrook on a different team. I really don't. No. I I really think he's – because he's actually – because he's good. And I'm glad that that works out. Um, I thought they were good, but man, they were up a lot, and somehow the Bucks came back in that fourth quarter. That's got to be a defensive thing, right? Yeah, probably. I, I think the hard part, and it was a similar thing to when Paul George and Mello were first here, um, is the feeling of your turn, my turn. Yeah, like for the the stretches that I watched, especially in the fourth quarter, it really was like Russell was like, "It's my turn." Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's still, like, I, I can pull it up, but it's still something I think you're going to have to watch. Like, he was not super efficient from the free throw line. He, what did he end up shooting from the three? Let me see this real quick. But from the, the free throw line, he ended up, he was three of seven from three, which is actually pretty good. And it ended up being seven eleven. So he wasn't as bad as it looked like. But I know he missed, he missed a couple down the stretch that I thought were pretty important. But. I just think the way they're going to get be the fullest version of the Rockets is by figuring out how the both of them to play kind of together in the end of the games. But it really did feel like Russ was and, – and you have to because Russ grabs the ball off the rim and just flies. Yeah. So it was fun, like, to watch him play. Who has he? You know, he is who he is. Uh, yeah. And he's trying to do some other things, but he's going to just instinctively turn back into Russ every time. Well, I'm and I'm wondering if more it's going to have to be hard. Okay, Harden has to decide. Okay, Russ is going to take the ball up. I'm going to try to be a shooting guard. You know, I'm going to try to be the guy who's off the ball. Yeah, the more natural of the two of them to be the one that shoots right or like is is playing off the ball is James. But James is also one of the best ISO players of the last fifteen. Well, that's the that's the thing. Is that actually better for the Rockets because James being being the point guard and running everything has been pretty successful for them. Right. And Chris Paul was able to be the off guard a lot of times, you know, especially when they, when they figured out how to play with each other. And I don't, I don't know who uh, James Harden's obviously a better ISO player than Russ. Yes. Um, but so I don't really know how this is going to work. I think it'll work. I think they'll be good just because they're both MVPs. And they're really good. Even if it's switch, your turn, my turn the whole season, they'll be good. I don't think they'll be championship contenders. But Yeah, I think the consistent thing that people have said about this Rockets team is going to be they're going to rack up regular season wins. Yep. Um, because there will be more space for them to play off of each other. Because, you know, when Harden sits, Russ can run the team and vice versa, um, where both of them will have their shot to be the only person on the court. Uh, the question will be is how do they function in – the playoffs, and that's kind of what you saw a little bit in that the end of that Bucks game. And the Bucks, man, they're like it's so odd to watch them win games. They were down by sixteen in the first half, dude. They they were down the whole game, and then they just they were down slowly. by like 
slowly chipping away. Giannis being Giannis. Did you see Giannis's line last night? Yeah, stupid. And then Brooke Lopez Insane. is just like, and, and Brooke Lopez is one of the few guys left in the NBA that can actually punish the Rockets for going small. Well, like that PJ was part Tucker's of the, guarding him, and he's just like, I'll just hit jump shot or hook shots on you all night. That was part of the thing too. Was uh, Brooke Lopez had zero points for most of the game, and then hit like four in a row when he was trying to come down low again because I think he was just staying outside the paint, and that seemed to work for the Rockets' defense. But when Brooke Lopez started playing more like a, you know, Actual closer, tr- closer traditional to, center, yeah. Yeah, and more like how he used to play in his younger days, then that kind of switched things around and, and threw off their defense, and then Giannis could really get going. And Giannis and, uh, fouled out with six minutes left in the game, and they still did won. Did he really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was that much time? Yeah, like five and a half minutes left. Wow. Yep. That's wild. Hey, Taylor, there's a Twitter question that I think I want you to answer right now. It's from at Maters918. Says, what will it take for you to embrace a one to three year CP3 era of Thunder basketball? One to three years. What would it take? I mean, your face—that's the most what exaggerated would you need to see? face I've ever seen. It looks one like one to three years. It looks like bitter beer face. Oh, it did. This is my face when I have food poisoning and it's coming out of both sides. Because <laughs> that's how I feel. Which is, I was about to say, which is how you feel. So what Which would you is need how to I see? feel thinking about Chris Paul here for three years. Well, Listen, what, if Chris, what would you see that would be like, wow, I was wrong. I, I want three I, years of this. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Like, nothing. There's, there, no. I mean, unless somehow Chris Paul is like, let's see. Is there any championship winner that has some really old washed up player on there that played good minutes for them? If somehow that happens, like if somehow we get – we trade and we can win a championship this year, next year, somehow, then I won't care. But that won't happen. So I care a lot. It's going to be one to three years. It's going to be There's this year. A, what? That he's traded? Uh, no, 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 no. I think he's traded. Literally everybody I know that knows anything thinks that it'll be in the off season. Yeah. I'm I, like that. I'll be okay with, but more than one year. God. That, that can't be the Thunder's plan. Like, Chris Paul here for three years, it cannot be their plan, right? Here's the thing. No. No one wants him. It's the Thunder's reality. True. Because so, if no one wants to trade for him, we got him. Valid. Taylor, what do you look like? Do you see, do you not find any value, Taylor, in the reality of, like, did you, watching that game, yeah, the, the influence that Chris Paul is having on the rest of the team, and not, I, I think and, and I think that's bad, valuable. Not the bad parts of Chris, right? Like he's not teaching him how to flop and complain, but he's like, like they're genuinely interested in learning the game from Chris Paul. Like, and you can see that consistently. Like, I think that's going to pay incredible dividends going forward for some of these young guys. I agree. I think that's really valuable. I really do. But you, you don't need three years of it. True. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Neil Rula, who wants to know what your thoughts are on Westbrook's new look, his hair from the first game. If, you, if you're listening and you did not watch the game and you have not seen his hair, it's the weirdest hair look I've ever seen. 
<laughs> he said, at Neil Brula thinks he looks like Dinde from uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> he did. He did. I thought it looked like, um, you know how like catfish have those like weird whisker tentacles that hang off their faces? That's kind of what I felt like he had on his head. It, it looks like it'd be annoying. You know, like when yeah. you have when you have hair in your face, but you just have two big, yeah, long right. fingers of hair in your face. Yeah, the but whole it'd time. be like people just constantly tapping on your head because it wouldn't be like big, <laughs> floppy, like a fringe of hair. Yeah, it's like it's like two tassels just jumping up and down so on your do head. You think, two like, two strings. Is there is this another one of those moments where, like, you realize Russ doesn't have anybody in his life that's like, hey, don't do that, don't do this, man, like. <laughs> Like you're about to leave, don't 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 do what you're about to do. Here's what I want to see from Russ, truthfully. So apparently he has grown his hair out quite a bit, right? Like in order to do braids, unless they're you know some form of extension or whatever. But yeah, I don't I don't think that's what he would be doing. I want to see like that kind of natural pull it out of the braid. I want to see Russ with like kind of a, I don't know, a little bit, not shaggy but fluffier, fluffy. That's not good either. You know what I'm saying? Like just I want to bigger, see bigger, bigger. You yeah, just want to see it not like in the braids. Hair. Yeah, just not in the braids. I want to see it in kind of that bigger kind of because that, that's oh, like, like my, Swaggy P did. Yeah, or like uh, I mean, it's kind of Kyrie's look, right? That's true. I just like. I that wonder what kind Russ. Of, I can't even imagine his no, face with like hair around it. No, I like the braids, and I also I love. You that like he, the braids? I like the. I don't mind the braids for the most part, except for those two <laughs> the tentacles on the front of his face. I can. I love that he. That he waited to unveil the tentacles until the first game of the season. It lo- this is what it looks like. It looks like when he sat down to get his hair braided, they did it backwards. Like, no, the, the <laughs> party's no, the the party supposed to be in the yeah. back. No, those are supposed to be in the back. And they're like, well, I've already started. We cannot go back. And like The game is in 30 minutes. Uh, the Rockets also have a red carpet for their fashion and a DJ. <laughs> oh, for real? Yes. Oh, wow. So when they walk in, they have a DJ and a red carpet. To... They do have God, two, they do have two of the, the trendsetter, trendsetters, though, between James and Russ. Uh, yeah, but a little, little weird. It uh, For sure. A I'm not saying it's weird. normal. I'm just saying it makes sense to what they're trying to do and be. Yeah, so, but I just don't know. Taylor, did you, did you get to watch any of the Clippers-Lakers game? Clippers Lakers the first night. Yeah, the first night. Uh, no, I watched. I watched highlights after. Dude, the red carpet part made me think of this. I, I hope that they can pl- if they play in a playoff series. Dude, that was the most intense, fun environment I've seen for an NBA game in a really long time. It makes it interesting that they're both are in the same arena. In the same it makes arena, it very both. I mean, rivals in some sense. And the Clippers, their whole marketing scheme this uh, this season has been basically like anti Lakers. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I just it, that game was awesome, and the Clippers are a far superior team. Clippers are really good, man. I think they're, they're really good. I think they're and they team haven't to, even gotten a Paul George. I back. think they're the team to beat with that. I mean, they are like terrifyingly good. Dude, yeah. they're they're definitely the team to beat. What another interesting thing about the Clippers Lakers thing is, yes, they're trying to be anti Lakers. They share an arena, but also what's weird is everyone's kind of, you know, figuring out that Kawhi is the best player in the league now, not LeBron. I think. And the thing here's what I was thinking the other day. 
I think it was, I think I was thinking about this yesterday when I was watching the game. Um, when Kawhi was on San Antonio and he got hurt in the Golden State series, yeah, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, I think they would have beaten them. Yeah, David Thorpe, I think, or somebody said it this morning or last night on Twitter, is like it really makes you think about what Zaza's play did for the entire course of the NBA. Yeah, because I yeah. think they would have won, and then. I mean, who knows? The whole NBA looks different, right? Well, I think I think Kawhi would have still done, did what yeah. he did, like went to where he went in that order. I, but um, I still think the issue with Kawhi, I think some of it had to do with the quad injury and the way that the Spurs did or didn't handle it well. Yeah, um, I think the other part for Kawhi, though, truthfully, was he wants. It, it's weird. Is he he's so bad at trying to be this? I don't think anybody be, would be thinking that he's the best player in the NBA if he was still stuck in the, in San Antonio. I agree. I think people would think, truthfully, and remember, Kevin Durant said this, is what happens if you put Paul George in the Spurs system? How good is Paul George? Trying to kind of downplay Kawhi's level um, as a star in the NBA. And now you look, and he went and won one in Toronto. Yeah. It looks like they're on course to be an elite team in L.A. And and Kawhi is going to be – he's moved to an echelon of um, just greatness in the NBA that uh, he I, I really don't think he would have had in San Antonio. You know what's crazy? Uh, Kawhi is like – like Kevin Durant went to the Warriors and won a championship right off the bat. But he doesn't get like Kawhi going to Toronto and winning a championship oh, right off the bat totally is so world, much man. different. It's yeah. completely different. And what that did was it took that and everyone's like, oh, Kawhi is actually the best player in the league. Kevin Durant does it. And they're like, nah, actually, Kevin and, and he will he will never get that. And now. he's still recovering from it. Right. Like every yeah. interview he does is so cringe worthy to me. And maybe yeah. that's, that's probably partly the Oklahoma City part of it. And they keep giving them to him, like because it's you know gets you clicks and sells your paper and whatever. It's it's like we got this exclusive interview with Kevin Durant. Who the hell knows what he's going to say? You know, like yeah, what's he going to say this time? That's going to be absolutely made up and not based on reality. You know, it would be way more interesting if Kawhi did an in-depth interview, but he never does. And it's like, I, like this mystery around Kawhi has helped him so much. I also like him think, not talking has helped so much. I also think that he gets made fun of on Twitter for like the funny things he says and does helps him. <laughs> yeah, where, yeah, because it, it kind of makes him endearing, right? Yeah, like, to where he's like, "Aw, sweet Kawhi." Yeah, to where it's like a meme, like we like, uh, you know, the "What to do, baby?" <laughs> Little <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I think he's so funny. Although and, he did just uh, the first ever like legit national commercial that I remember was the one that he just did with. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton for <laughs> the, new Terminator. the new Terminator, and I felt so uncomfortable. I like had to cover myself up in a blanket. Just wanted to, it Did felt you like see the... that commercial felt like the Scotts Tots episode of The Office to me. <laughs> That's how uncomfortable I felt. That's great. Did you see his New Balance commercial? I have this not. Year? No. For his new shoes, it's it's pretty good. I mean, New Balance is doing marketing him exactly the way you should. He's not really talking. And they're, you know, the game speaks for him, blah, blah, blah. He's won championships, all this stuff. It's That's actually good. Well, and some they of it, to, go he, ahead. He used to do those HEB commercials yeah, in San Antonio, yeah. but those are just like local grocery yeah. stores in Texas, which in Texas, that means that they're like a national chain. But 
It's yeah. one of those things where it was like those are really funny, but it's like to see him on a national level is 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 just I don't know startling. Yeah. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Trust the Void, who wants to know the most trash Halloween candy you hate to get. So this is going to be surprising. I don't trick or treat anymore. Um, but, okay, so gave it up a long time. So what do I steal from my son the least? Is yes, the question. Okay. Yes. Or do you like uh, like it? It's just left over. No one wants it. It's horrible. it's always those orange and black like rolled up nasty candies. Those are the ones that you always hated. I don't even remember what they're called. You're talking about what do you the, mean? You're talking about. Are you the, talking about the big thick circus peanut? The big orange peanut? No, that one's bad. But I'll That's look it up. Bad. That was trash. It's horrible. Wait, are you talking about like the fake candy that people get from Dollar Tree or something? No, a, not even And they're that. like coins. No, those aren't bad. Yeah, I'd rather eat those than a Milky Way. I hate Milky Ways. You hate Milky Ways? Not a Milky Way guy I myself either. Milky Ways. I mean, I'll eat one. I used to like No, I'd rather eat Dollar Tree coins than Milky Ways. For sure. What about... Uh, what about... So let's talk about the best candy. It is Halloween. This is... Our last pod, so it should be a spooky oh, one. Oh, it's super spooky. Spooky. Ooh. Well, let me. Uh, do you guys feel like Reese's has Reese's Reese's? What did we decide on? Reese's. Reese's has positioned itself as the Halloween candy. Uh, no, I don't think so. When I think of Halloween, I don't think of Reese's. Are I you think, sure? Yeah, I I think of uh, uh nothing. If you were, that this was very helpful. Thank you, Luke. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, you know, Snickers. they're called peanut butter kisses, is what they are. Peanut butter kisses. And Show I'm me a picture. Kisses. Show me a picture. Do you have a picture of them? Yeah, these are here. I said the big orange and black things. Oh, those are bad. Those are bad. Um, they're not orange. Up. They're either orange or black, yeah. and they're just like they have no. No. For people that are listening, they have no like branding on them no they're no they're like generic like yes. yeah it's it's the ones that if you're gonna find a razor blade in it it's that one it's that one where do you even get those i don't know some st- there's some store where only elderly people shop and that's where they sell that werther's in the 80s and they just have a huge bag of them that they bought from the 80s and <laughs> just still put them out. yeah i those do are think bad. i do think reese's peanut butter cups are the the candy of Halloween. I think so. Like really? Yeah, I, I mean, think they're, they're the good. Best. I mean, I would. I'm not. I'm not. Not throwing any shade at them. They are fantastic. Huge Snickers fan too over here. Snickers. Huge yeah. Snickers. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm going through. I'm getting the Snickers first. Yeah. You know. I gotta check. Make sure. Now, what poison. do you do? So here's the question. Yeah. Here's the question. Uh, like fruity snacks have made a pretty substantial comeback. And so you'll get some Snickers, you get some Reese's, but you also get like Dum Dums, you get a little pack of Sour Patch Kids, oh, yeah. Starburst, Ooh, yeah. Skittles. Like, oh, yeah, it's all good. Pretty much, I'm all in on most of those. I, I just I don't like I... Milky Ways. I don't like Three Musketeers. I'm not a huge yep. Butterfinger fan. I'm not. I don't like Butterfinger either. It's too much. I like a Baby Ruth. A Baby Ruth. I do too. That's not a kid candy though. No, that's why you go through and you, those are for you. Yep. Almond Joys also, I feel like, fall into that category where it's like, my son doesn't want these. Yum, 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 yum. You know what I do like? Candy. Huge fan. I, I like candy. Um, How you guys really feel good. about uh, Smarties? Oh, I love some Smarties. Right. I what like about Smarties Sweet Tarts? Too. 
Yeah, you don't see them around as much. No. Sweet Tart's kind of a rare candy these days, huh? That's so rare. True, very rare. Jay, do, do you feel like there's a Twitter question that, that I skipped that you really want? No, nah, man, do a few of them. Come on, we can fire some of these do out. Do you want, do, would, is the one that, like, from up up higher? No, nah, man, we've done, we, we, that, okay. we've we reached our capacity for okay, basketball Okay, here's talk. a question. Here's a question <laughs> that I've got. It is for this. For real. Um, it is from at Paul R. Valentine, and it is <laughs> what non-sports-related conspiracy theory do oh you believe God. in? This is the one you went to. Or at least think is plausibly real. I'll Let tell the you freak one. loose. One, we all have to admit and that we know in our hearts that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. Uh, Yeah, man. Sure. He has to have been. Here's number I two. So. Here's number two. John Benet Ramsey is has grown up and is now Katy Perry. You like that one? Yes. I do like that one. I had a friend that talked to me about it and I'm on board. I'm into that too. It reminded me it, it confused me because I right when you said that I thought Wait, I thought she grew up in his Avril Lavigne, but actually, I got confused. No, I but confused. The, that's, that's another good. But that's a very good one. That the that real Avril Lavigne has died. That real, been yes, replaced. she has been replaced, and I do believe that because, like the the moles and birthmarks don't match up. Yep, and the attitude doesn't match up, man. Like, yeah. right at a certain at a certain year, she really flipped, and she went really nice and poppy on us, which would which would play nicely to the thought of the. You know that Canadian marketing machine. That's just the oh, other ter- thing. Uh, the other thing that gets me about that about Avril Lavigne specifically is that she married Chad Kroger from Nickelback. I thought she. What about the guy from Some Forty One? Did she date him? Yeah, they broke up or they divorced. I don't know which one it was. And then Chad Kroger. All right, I'm gonna knock out some Twitter questions. I'm gonna do some rapid fire. This is from at Michael Clampett. You have to add and consume one condiment of your choosing below to everything you eat for the rest of your lives. Rank them. Ketchup, mustard, mayo, ranch, Louisiana hot sauce. Oh. You have to eat it on everything, though. Breakfast. I already put Louisiana on everything. That's kind of mine, too. Really? Yep. That's your guys? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I need, yeah. To, I need to put Louisiana some. hot sauce on fried chicken. I know you don't eat fried chicken, Taylor, or fried fish. Dude, put it on, it, on anything. Pizza? delicious yeah see i, I like Eggs, i'm a cholula delicious. i'm a cholula, cholula guy cholula's good pretty much any hot sauce i like okay that would not be my first but i need to look into it and so i, I respect it but how do you guys feel about you, ranch you could throw louisiana hot sauce on a donut and it's not gonna kill it ranch kills it. that's true that's true but you don't have to put a lot true just a dabble <laughs> just dude. a dabble dude <laughs> it's so good all right next question from at hold on hold on hold okay, on we okay, can't I'm go so sorry. one I'm more so thing sorry. yeah go ahead go you ahead, have go to ahead. think of different cuisines too so mexican food ranch. asian food ranch. ranch no see louisiana you can put on whatever cuisine of food oh that might be right but last place is mayo oh oh yeah, yeah without too. a doubt <laughs> all right next oh. question from at the caden what a, what's a superior butter Regular butter, Texas Roadhouse's cinnamon honey butter, peanut butter, or cookie butter? I'm so glad that he specifically gave a shout out to Texas Roadhouse cinnamon honey butter because it's amazing. There is nothing. I have to hold myself back from the bread <laughs> after I've had two because I was like, I cannot have any more. It's too much bread. But it is so, 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 so good. Do you have and a preference all- of any of those, Taylor? 
that Texas Roadhouse butter is probably one, but it's and it's always the perfect like consistency. It it's never like too melted or too hard. It's well perfect every time. But I love cookie butter. Cookie butter is so good. That's a Trader Joe's uh, staple if you're unfamiliar. I don't think I've ever had it. What? Oh, you need to go get it. Dude, Grab a spoon. Grab a spoon. Have some cookie butter. They also sell like cookie butter, uh, like cookies. Cookies. You know, which are yeah. really, really okay. good. Also, just a shout out. Uh, my wife got us some Kerrygold butter, which you can get from Trader Joe's, but also at Costco. It's an Irish buttercream, and it is delicious. All right, next Those question. Irish milk teats really produce some good buttery milk. You almost made it, Taylor. Thank you. This next one is from at Allen underscore Miller 12. Luke, give us your reaction to Next or NXT. Is that NXT. Okay, NXT and the challenge. <laughs> Here's the thing. NXT has been good this week. Finn Balor has gone bad, and I'm very excited to see that. It, it's good overall. However, I got to say, I've been enjoying AEW more, which is the new. There's a new franchise of like wrestling. It's on um, TBS and it's good, or maybe it's, it's on TNT. It's on is this TNT. This like WCW, kind of. Okay. It has that. It has that feel to it. It's on Wednesdays, and NXT and AEW are on at the same time, so they're going head to head. And I watch. I watch AEW first always. Any wrestlers good. I know in that one? Chris Jericho is the champion. Okay. And he's great. He's like fifty, but he's so good. And uh, but it's a bunch of new young guys. Okay. And All it's right. but it's All right. oh everyone's everyone's hungry and trying to prove himself, and it's really good. The challenge, which is MTV's, used to be Real World Road Rules Challenge, not just the challenge they bring people from all different shows. Is good. I like Jordan. Because he's from Oklahoma, and I've met I like I used to see him around. I'd say hi, and he was very, always very nice to me. But I really, 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 really like Turbo. He's a, a newer guy. The snail from the movie. Yes. No, he's a newer <laughs> guy. He's from Turkey, but he's from. They brought him in because it's like a war of the worlds. So they're bringing people from all over the world into the challenge now, and he's won. He won last season of the challenge, and he's won Survivor twice. So I think people just underestimate him a huge amount because you can't really understand. Like he has, there's a language barrier a little bit, but he's very, 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 very good. And I like it a lot. I love the challenge. I love professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke, why don't you tell us about betonline.ag? Yeah, and after I have one more question for us. Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. Basketball season is in full swing and placing a wager on basketball has never been easier with all the betting odds at betonline.ag. This week, you know we're watching the Thunder, but we're catching up on all our NBA teams. But wait, to celebrate another season kickoff, betonline.ag and CLNS Media are giving you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. A minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus, but then you get that 50% welcome bonus. Head online to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use promo code, all caps, CLNS50 to receive your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this basketball season. Get in the game. Get in all that action with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Taylor, I've got three lines for you from this tonight's NBA world, and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong on taking these three. Line me up, Daddy. The first one is the Mavericks are getting two and a half points at New Orleans. 
Ooh, I'll, I like Dallas in there, right? Yeah, New Orleans kind of impressed me the yeah, other night. I mean, I know they lost, but I'll th- let's go Dallas. All right. All right. And then the next one I have that I was going to take is Portland is is giving two and a half points at Sacramento. Okay, hold on. So Sacramento Sacramento gets two what? so Sacramento's plus two and a half. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll take Portland. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And then the last one, you've got the Wizards and the Thunder tonight. The Thunder oh, are God. favored by eight. So Washington is getting eight points. Eight. That's a I'll big still take Thunder, NBA but line. that's that's a lot. I'll still t- I mean the Wizards are gonna be such trash this year. But ugh. I'll take the Thunder, but eight points makes me nervy. It's with uh, nope. There's one. The Nets are favored by nine over the Knicks. That's the only one that's bigger tonight. So, Bet Online AG support the people that support us. Yes, sir. Hey guys, one more thing from those conspiracy theories. I'm not certain that the moon <laughs> landing did happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. In that a Hollywood happened. basement, right? I, I don't know where, but I just don't. Be- I just don't 100 percent believe it. You know. It just doesn't make. I just can't get there. Hey, but guys, I have a final question for you, and it is this: Are you miffed and are you peeved? Miffed, 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 and miffed, peeved. miffed and peeved. Taylor, you miffed or peeved? Uh, not not. I mean, I have a home thing. I know people hear us talk about our homes a lot, but here we go. Yesterday, I had to stay home all day with these maintenance guys because they were replacing the furnace and the AC unit, oh. and they did it all in one day. And my dogs were just freaking out the whole day. And uh, I I was so done with yesterday. I went to bed as early as I could last night just to get to the, a new day, a new time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's definitely one of those moments where you're glad that you're renting your house. Oh, dude, absolutely. Replacing and a then, furnace? Oh, oh man. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, they did the whole thing. They had to like go in the attic and get all the different... I don't know what they do, piping and stuff out. But uh, And then I was thinking, wait, am I supposed to tip these guys? No, no, thought, you're absolutely no. not. <laughs> am I supposed to tip these guys? Hey, I'll tell you, you just got me miffed and peeved. Something that makes me crazy, and, and correct me, if you're on Twitter and you think that I am way off, absolutely. Tipping used to be for, like, service industry, right? You wait tables. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your barber, you'll tip. Um, who else do you yeah. tip? Um, you, you tip a bartender. Bartender. You tip a bartender. You tip a waiter. You tip uh, like the person that carries your luggage yeah, yeah. Up, okay. up to the yeah, hotel yeah, yeah. or whatever. You, you tip uh, the person that parks your car. Oh, yeah. Valet. Sure. But these are all tipping. You tip them. Yeah. So something happened. When everybody went to a similar POS system like a – buy it here and then when i go yes, to a dude. store yeah. or a restaurant yes and i order at the counter for example i go to get coffee yesterday morning at this lovely establishment here in the city swipe my card they turn it over to me and i look at it, it's like would you like the tip i'm like for what yeah coffee places think they need tips and that's the yeah. i don't know why it is that am i am i way Way out of balance, or out here's of the question: Hold, hold How on, you good have to is, is go Taylor? You go first. I was gonna say my Kate tips at Starbucks, and I was like, people tip at Starbucks. I refuse to do that. Yeah, I've, yeah, I don't, I don't think do I've it. ever tipped. You have to literally. I have to be blown away at Starbucks for you to tip. 
Well, this place you're Am I wrong? To if I'm wrong, I will absolutely concede that maybe I'm wrong on this. But Here's, I worked, I worked in a restaurant for, forever, and tips and waiters, like, that matters to me yeah. quite a bit. Bartenders, all those other things. Yeah. But it's hard for me, like, place where it's like you go to a sandwich shop, and they ask you yeah. if you want a tip, yeah. and you're like, N- no. Yeah, this is what I would say. It's hard to say because at like the local coffee, like I go, I go to Aspen Coffee a lot, and they do the same thing. Flips, and I, I do tip. But if they're making like the the coffee with like the you know the patterns in it, then then maybe like maybe. I I could see that getting the tip, but it's just like pouring pouring your cup of Joe and hand it to you. And, but the, and, the thing is, at so at a restaurant, like servers make three dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah, and it's. It's balanced by the amount of tips or tip share that they have to get. Like, I know that most of these people that are also asking you to tip are making at least minimum wage, which is not enough. I get that. Like, I get that. I'm not going down that pattern of this conversation. Starbucks, Starbucks, you get health insurance. You do. But it's one of those things where it's just as weird to me. I'm like, I feel like they're kind of encroaching on the tipping game that most of these people in the service industry really need. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, it's a justice issue for you then. Yeah, so. that's that's what it is. <laughs> sure, it's a justice issue. I agree. So now I am miffed and peeved. But like I said, I would gladly, if somebody is like, hey, Jay, you're uneducated and uninformed, I have no problem hearing that. So if you want to shout at me on Twitter, you can. You're going to get blocked and reported as spam. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, coffee. That's mm. a weird one. It was a weird one. Don't deserve it. However, the problem is when they I flip it I wouldn't say over, don't deserve it. I haven't but, said that. It's just uh, weird to uh, me. Here's the thing. Is that you have face, a lot of face-to-face interaction with your coffee person, and they see you hit the no tip. I know, and that's part, <laughs> yeah. of, that's part yeah. of the issue for me. Yes. Is yeah. I'm such a – like I, I'm kind of a people pleaser in case you don't know me personally. Uh, and so like that's one of those things where I wait till they walk away before I click no tip and then sign it and turn it back over and just run away. See mine are right and there. You run out the door. Me. Luke stares at him in the face. And no, they're looking at, at me and I'm just like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it's the same one whenever you, there's nothing that makes you feel more guilty when you're going to like, I went to Crest the other day and they're like, hey, would you like to donate a dollar to Susan B. Komen breast cancer? And I'm like, um, no. <laughs> yes. There's a South Park that deals with that. Okay. And, I never, I never do anything. Because you know what I've heard, like when you go there, it's a part of their thing. The company has already done that, but you're just reimbursing the company. Yeah, what's and that's what's funny to me. I'm like, oh, this multi-billion dollar company needs me to give money. Like, why don't you just cut them a check for way more than we can all give at $1 yeah, at a time? I think they've already done that. And on top of that is like, you don't know where I give. Stay out of my life. <laughs> Stay out of my life. Luke, you miffed and peeved? Um, I've I, I've hurt, I think I've hurt my hip, but it's not like, uh, like all the time hurt, but it'll be like, I'll I'll make a weird move or like, a strong first step, and it's like, ooh, I got to hurt. You're getting know? old, man. I don't know what it is. You're getting old. Yeah, I'm getting old. Oh, my hair is falling <laughs> out. <laughs> Thunder basketball is back. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Andrew will be back on Monday with Michele, and we'll be back into normal rhythms and routines. We got to find out what Andrew found hey, out about Jay. Amelia. Yeah, he'll have his whole. He's got. A, he's writing a report on Amelia Earhart, so we hope he really found something. Because his conspiracy theory is she's still alive. That is it, Luke or Taylor. What? Jay, doesn't your salary depend on people donating money? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to our pod.